This is the Pump It Podcast. I'm Bianca. And I'm Maggie. And boy, are we glad to be back. First episode of 2023. Bloody hell, it's great to be back. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on Aboriginal land. The land of the Palawa people of the Muanina Nation. We would like to pay our respects to their elders, both past and present. And we would also like to extend that respect to the First Nation listeners today. Now let's get into the episode. (laughs) So, Bianca. What the heck have you been up to this whole time, you bloody slacker? <laughs> oh, well, I haven't been slacking off, really. I've been working. Yeah, Been working fair. all through the Chrissy break Yeah, New Year's, mm-hmm. but uh, been spending time with family, friends, yep. campers. That's what it's all about. Living the life. What mm-hmm. about you, Maggie? Oh, same thing. I've been working, but I've also had some quality time with the boy, quality time with the dog. And um, if I'm being honest, I haven't really been able to switch off about this podcast like the ideas have been brewing and I'm so excited to kick off 2023 with this episode yeah 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 so today for episode four we're going to be talking about um, all things uh, season 2023 Mm -hmm. yeah and I think you know there's been a little bit of whispers and I'm sure everyone's heard a little bit of something so we're going to share what we know yeah talk about the league talk about the the things that we've heard um, and nothing's 100% a lot of it can be a little bit of hearsay but We'll let you know what we do know. Yeah. So to kick things off, mm-hmm. we we might start with um, what we know about um, what's happening in the um, the league for the twenty twenty three season. Yes, awesome. So I think anyone that's probably listening to this podcast had heard whispers, rumours about that there might have been a league change to the structure. Um, we had a Div 1, Div 2, Div 3 last year yeah. and um, the proposition was that there would be like a Premier League yeah. and then Div 2 and Div 3 would merge. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I heard too. Yeah. yeah. And I think that created a few different opinions. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Some people were really for it, some people were really against it and I think it definitely helped mould my view yeah. of the league yeah. and something that um, you and I both agree on yeah, and definitely. we'll say it every single time is Div 3 is so important. Yeah, absolutely crucial for new beginners and people coming in and people that just want to play footy for fun. Yeah, yeah. so 100%. we're really happy that um, we've heard that we've got a Div 3 yeah. uh, division for this year as well. Yeah, and I think the whispers are, um, and I think this is all subject to change as well because nothing's like formal, but we've got that Div 1 league that's got I think four or five teams in it. Yeah. Um, and personally I think that like a Premier League needs to needs to include the north of yeah, the state yeah. um, if that's what they were going for, but that might yeah. be more down the track. Mm, so yeah. our understanding for now, um, yeah. for the 2023 season, Bianca, what what's happening? Um, so, yeah, we've got the three divisions and um, and I'm not sure, I don't think the, the specific clubs have been allocated to their um, league just yet. Their, 
division just yet, but I'm sure it will probably be similar to last year. Yeah. Um, with some movement mm-hmm. of clubs potentially. Mm. Yeah. Um, we do have uh, Dodgers Ferry. <gasps> oh my goodness! Joining the league, so that's super exciting. Oh my goodness, that that's huge. Like it's been a couple of years for them. Um, yeah. Maybe a bit of a shout out if you're from Dodgers. Yeah. Come and talk to us. Yeah, I want to hear about to. it, especially if you're like an OG Dodgers. Yeah. Come and talk to us about um, what it was like and how it felt when, yeah. you, when you finally got announced into this competition, yeah. rightly so. And it'll be uh, interesting to see um, what division they'll fall into because mm-hmm. they had a lot of their players playing with Glenorchy last year mm-hmm. in Division 1 So yeah. um, and probably a lot of new players as well. So yeah. where they sit, we'll have to wait and find out. Yeah. I think the most thing I'm excited about this year is there have been changes amongst clubs. So different coaches, people moving clubs. Um, As things happen, people moving away. I'm really excited to see who's moved and how they thrive. And if you're someone who's a bit unsure, um, I always recommend try different clubs. This sport is nothing but inclusive. There, There would be no prejudice. I can only speak on behalf of our club. If someone rocked up, came to one training, never saw him again, but I saw him on the field playing someone else, I'd be so happy for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Try yeah. before you buy, find people who have the ethos that matches yours and enjoy this sport because that's what it's there for. Well said. Well <laughs> said. So moving on to our special guest. She's uh, she's a lovely, lovely lady who is a massive name within the community of um uh, Tazzy mm-hmm. footy. Absolutely. Um, so she's recently um, had a position in the SFL board as the um, SFL W Director Pathway. Just SFL. SFL. As well. yep. SFL Director Pathway Development. Oh my goodness. Um, she's been nominated for the 2022 AFLW Ambassador Program. Stop it. And she's. Um, been announced as the head coach for the first women's head coach for uh, Kingborough Tigers Div 1. Oh my goodness, I need to meet this person. Who is she? It's Jodie Maven. Welcome, Jodie. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me along. <laughs> I feel like I've been hassling you or just on the end of it being like, oh, will you come on, will you come on? And every time you've said yes, of course I will. <laughs> We've had a few chats about it, so it's good that we finally lined it up. Absolutely. So I think um, like Bianca read out all those awesome titles that you've had and congratulations, but I'm kind of curious to be like, where did it all begin? What's your entry? How did you start football? <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm a netballer who learnt footy. Um, Classic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started footy with Clarence back in 2013. Yeah, and, wow. Um, had a hip injury from netball and couldn't play the sport anymore. So I mm-hmm. thought, let's go and do something a bit more hardcore and play footy. Yeah. Um, so jumped across to Clarence and had uh, four years with them. Wow. Um, and then got another injury, which probably put a halt on my TSL career at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was around, well, it was at the time that the SFL started, so 2017, SFLW. And mm-hmm. so um, there wasn't, 
it was probably only about four or five weeks before the season was due to launch and there wasn't a team at Lindisfarne. So I was like, oh, let's start one. So I started the women's team over at Lindisfarne and we actually did the first year aligned to the master's team and we got our own sponsors, we ordered jumpers, we did everything um, and found... I think about 30 new girls, some that had never played team sport before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I did that. And well. that's crazy. And I don't think anyone would realize what work takes to start a team from scratch. Yeah, yeah. And also, how many masters programs are so. Um, also supportive of the women's. Like, I don't know if you guys did any training sessions together or bounced off each other. Yeah, the Masters guys were really, really good and, and loved having us around. And yeah. um, so they were really good in that first year. Yeah. And, um, it was great to have some of the new girls with some of the older guys yeah. um, who had had obviously were still great but had been great back in their heyday and they're yeah. so willing and generous with <laughs> they their time. Are. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So um, you went from netball um, which is kind of like raise the hand in the room if you've ever played netball before. Yeah. Um, and then you went to football. What made you stay at football? Um, I really liked the fact that I think when I started playing that it was kind of on the rise and it was I'd never been able to play footy when I was mm-hmm. a junior and yeah. um, I still try and take credit for one of my brothers and teaching him to kick, but yeah. he, would, he would say otherwise. But I was kind of like, oh, if I don't do it now, when will I do it? And yeah. then since I've been involved, it's just been like the trajectory of footy is great. So yeah. now as a coach, we're dealing with players that have been in footy their whole, like they've had the junior pathways and yeah. the difference from when I started to now in terms of the quality of players is yep. just phenomenal. And it's so exciting about what the future might mm-hmm. be. Yeah. is it, That is a big thing. We've spoken about it before. When they can start in their, when women can start in their adolescence, um, it, the dead skill development is just so much yeah. more like habitual. Like did they just, their bodies know, whereas I'm like, excuse me, hips, can you please bend and tell the knees and pick up the ball and all of that. So that actually rolls in really nicely with my next question. And um, I've had many conversations with um, people about this. How do you feel as um, a coach as well, how the game kind of differs as to playing in the women's league when you've got less players and less time um, as opposed to playing in the men's comp yeah um and look and i might be controversial in saying this i like the women's rules and i understand the intent of why they're there and so i'm a bit of an advocate for Mm -hmm. keeping them and there's people that have gone like let's go to 18 players because you've got so many people that want to get on the ground yeah um but uh the general concept of creating a spread because girls like to play pack footy. We don't necessarily move the ball as cleanly as mm-hmm. what the guys do. And yes, it's improving, but it's still different. Yeah. Um, some of the older, older style players play like men played in the seventies, like we're pretty hard and have a little, don't have as much regard for mm-hmm. our body because we haven't learnt the techniques of some of yeah. the guys that have come through and some of the girls now coming through that pathways. But probably the key thing for me as a coach girls want to know the why so they want to know why you're telling them to do something whereas Mm -hmm. you say to a guy over there go and do that they'll just go and do that whereas a girl will go okay can you tell me why I want to do that give me the context and if I understand it I'm going to do it a whole lot better than if you just say hey go and do that so it's about the explanation and the context around why you want them to do that and how it contributes to the team yeah I, I was kind of like 
anticipating a few answers, but I didn't anticipate that one. And I love mm. that. Like that is so true. Um, and we, and we do play a bit of pack footy. And I think it's also a bit of excitement. Like, yeah. whoa, I can tackle someone <laughs> like me, push someone to the ground. Wow. But that, that's so true. And I think even if I reflect as myself as a player, I need to know why. Mm. Yeah, I do. That makes so much more sense. Um, awesome. So after that, really insightful answer um, that I'm going to spend a lot of time reflecting about now. Um, I'm really interested to hear um, you transitioned from netball to a player to creating a team, which, oh my gosh, and now you're the head coach at Tigers. That's just so awesome to hear. Uh, talk to me through, why did you want to become a coach? Uh, I think by default at Lindisfarne, I just filled a gap and I okay. went, okay, I've coached netball and mm-hmm. I coached netball for a long period of time. Surely those skills are transferable and what I don't know I can pick up. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so I, I guess I just kind of backed myself in and went there's a gap here and if someone doesn't do it, mm-hmm. then there's a bunch of girls that could miss out. Yeah. And so I filled a void and went, you know what, I've, I know a lot of guys that play footy. Surely if I give them a call, they'll help me out yeah. and, and I can learn the rest and aren't ball skills transferable? Like yep. surely there's some netball drills mm-hmm. that I can ad- adapt to footy and mm-hmm. we can make it work. So that's literally how I got into coaching and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Wow, that's so true. And I think backing yourself in, in any context of football is like very key. Yeah, yeah. And it, that community sense where I can call up what's a name and they all answer be like, oh, yeah, no worries, I'll give you five minutes or I'll, I'll come help out. That, that, that's a real community-minded and I think that kind of resonates through most clubs around the Hobart area. Yeah, and I think while people have a real attachment to their club, there's nothing that stops them to, like, reach out to people from other clubs or help mm. out someone else if, if they need it. And so I think that's a good part of the footy community but mm. really any sporting community. Yeah, oh, my gosh, awesome. So um, now that you've obtained this, this role, um, what are your aspirations with coaching? What are your What are your goals? Yeah, so I think um, one goal that I set myself every year is to immerse myself in as much footy learning as I can. So I always strive to at least go to some kind of training or like from another team or another mm-hmm. club um, mm-hmm. or learning opportunities that I can um, – and I figure if at least I can immerse myself in something where I come away with a drill or a new concept, then I can tick off that I'm trying to better myself yeah. as a coach and yeah. that's really important. So that's my me goal. Um, my team goal, I, I don't measure myself in terms of results. So in yeah. terms of coaching, I'm not saying like let's win a grand final. Yeah. It's more about – I can tick – um, give myself a tick as a coach if I can get the best out of my players and yeah. Yeah. Um, find a way to make them enjoy the game and the season and, and give their full potential, mm-hmm. recognising that that potential might vary across the group of mm-hmm. 20 or 30 that we have and that the way that you have to get that connection with players is going to be different. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that's what I strive with with my group each year, noting that each year you can work with a different group of players yeah. so sometimes you kind of have to start again and readjust. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh, that sounds that sounds awesome. And I love that you, yeah, it's not always result-focused. It's about, you know, the team bonding and but we've spoken about it's the atmosphere of football and getting the most out of everyone. Oh, my gosh, I love this. So um, if we kind of diverge a little bit into now, what are your, like, prospects for this season, which is this whole episode? <laughs> what, what, what are you envisioning for the 23 season? I know you've had that SFL experience. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just kind of throwing that out there. <laughs> 
Uh, so for the league? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I know there's been a few different proposals put out there mm. and I was probably a bit of a, a driving force behind one, but um, I think there'll be a bit of a status quo in terms of the three tiers again. I think Div 1 will unfortunately probably just be four teams, which mm -hmm. is it's just challenging. Yeah. Um, it's hard to, to get yourself motivated to pay the same three opposition yep. multiple times. Mm. So mm. I think there's a bit of a challenge for the league to see how they um, – they keep that engagement from the Div 1 and I don't mean this disrespectfully to the other tiers because I think there's a value for everyone in playing but we have to sort of market our Div 1 as our premier competition and invest oh, in course. that. Yeah. And there's some exciting prospects around footy in Tasmania going forward so that really has to be our pathway. So we have to make it that exciting prospect and really mm -hmm. get the top teams playing in that Div 1 club. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's definitely a place for, for Div 2 and Div 3 and whatever comes after. So yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, the league this year is about, I guess, coming up with a format for how we might go into into future years. Yep. And I what I hear from most clubs is they want to have that alignment to their men's teams as well where they have them. So if yeah. we can create that support network for people in terms of resourcing, there's not an abundance, then yep. we should try and do that. But it's also about recognising that we need to have <laughs> pathways um, for girls that just want to play socially as well. Yeah, so 100%. It's not just about the top tier. It's got to be about pathways for everyone. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking a little bit on air, a little bit off air, that we are obviously – big supporters of the Div 3 League, but it's so important with the, what's coming up for the Women's League that we've got this really elite um, Premier League. And I think something that I'd love to see is the compulsory of like, when you win your grand final, you go up. And um, we, we need that from the Div 2. So they've got something to work towards. And if you're, if you're not there, then we need to go down because that's what, I don't know, I think that's really motivating for clubs. I think we need that. Yeah. And look, and the concept is great, but footy, well, footy particularly in Tassie is really transient. Mm. And um, if you have the difference between women's and men's footy is if girls move clubs, you'll probably see a, a large number of them go. It's true. not just one or two. Yeah, and true. so you could say, yeah, we won a premiership last year, but hold on, we've lost 10 players to another club mm -hmm. so we now look like a different team. Mm. So yeah. I think the key thing for us is we will lose players to maybe VFL. The NAB girls, the season's now aligned with our season this year. Yeah. So there'll be some of our talented juniors playing NAB footy. We just have to make sure that we get the balance right in terms yeah. of numbers because we probably um, right now don't have the numbers to sustain all of the teams that we have mm -hmm. if we're going to have players going out like we expect. Yeah. So yeah. it's just about finding that sweet spot in the balance so that everyone's got a place to play, mm -hmm. but it's competitive. Yeah. Absolutely. So in finding all that balance, um, I know that also that um, Hobart and Tassie has a lack of coaches and stuff like that. So um, what advice would you give if someone wanted to become um, a coach? Um, my advice is just jump in and have a crack. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a netballer that taught myself to be a footy coach <laughs> and, um, and I was supported by a range of really good resources. And so um, – I know it can be intimidating to ask, but there's a lot of people out there to, to support you on your journey. And I really haven't come across too many no's yeah. um, in my journey so far. Um, AFL Taz have just um, introduced a mentoring program oh, and right. um, actually the mentor for coaches in the south of Tasmania. So for any new female coaches out there that want some support, jump on the AFL Taz um, mentoring program and, and we'll get connected up and yep. we can support you. Yeah, that's great. And I know also I've seen on the website 
website, I've done like my foundation course, which is fine. Just give yourself the afternoon um, and it doesn't take too long and it's really insightful. And I think even as a player, I really benefited from it. But we will pop that on our Instagram. Um, we'll put the link in there. And um, that's great. So if you're interested in being a coach, which we highly recommend, get onto it. So I think it's time for our pump up moment. <laughs> So, Jodie, do you have a pump-up moment that you'd like to shout someone out? Yeah, absolutely. And on the theme of female coaches, I want to shout out my good buddy, Mel Green. Um, so <laughs> Mel's just taken on the head coaching role up at New Norfolk and um, Mel and I played together in the Ford line at Clarence and Lindisfarne. So, um, yeah, we played together for a number of years and I'm so excited to see what she can do in the coaching space. So she's a legend of women's football. Um, she has so much footy knowledge and she's really generous with her time. So I think she's going to go great this year. Awesome. That's amazing. That's awesome. And Mel, now will be your turn to come onto the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jodie. That's awesome. Well, that's pretty much tying us up for mm. our first episode of 2023. Yeah, thank you so much, Jodie, for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for having me. This is a really great platform and I'm excited to hear the rest of your episodes throughout the year. Awesome. awesome. Thank you.